Hi, everybody. It's Neil and Cheryl Josephson from Family Life Canada. We want to thank you for tuning in and even more for investing in your parenting journey. We built this workshop for you to provide real hope, practical help, and proven wisdom for you and your family. Now, just listen, learn, and then live it. Hi, everyone. Welcome here. I'm glad you've taken the time to spend a little time with me. Uh, here's a newsflash for you in case you haven't already heard. Raising preteens, teens, and young adults in the 2020s is not for the faint of heart. My name is Marv Penner, and I've given my life to working with teenagers and the people who love them. Of course, that means working with preteens and young adults as well. And what we want to do is talk a little bit today about an issue that seems to be a recurring theme in my work. Uh, I'm a clinical counselor who works with teenagers almost every day. Uh, and their families, of course. And one of the themes that seems to be recurring at an alarming rate is this theme of anxiety. It feels like everybody has an anxiety disorder. Everyone is paralyzed by anxiety. And as parents, I imagine that you're dealing with some of your own anxiety around the anxiety that your kids are feeling. And what I'm hoping we can do in the few minutes that we have today is just to demystify this issue of anxiety a little bit, uh, just to get a little handle on how we can respond in ways that can actually move our kids forward in that challenge they have of becoming adults and that challenge that we have as we walk with them in that direction. So let's just talk a little bit about the reality of what seems to be behind a lot of this anxiety that kids are dealing with. And that, of course, is the issue of adolescent stress. I need to begin by acknowledging the fact that kids' lives are complicated and the stresses that they feel are legitimate and they're very real. They're complex uh, and uh, we can't um, just blow those off. We can't uh, pretend that they're not a big deal uh, because when you're 14 or 16 or 18 or even 21, uh, those stresses that you're dealing with are very real and they can be crippling uh, if they're not kept in the right perspective. So let's just talk a little bit about what we're talking about when we're talking about stress. Of course, stress uh, is kind of a, the cumulative impact uh, of the hardships and struggles uh, the challenges, the hurts, the pains, the disappointments, uh, the, uh, the failures, uh, the losses, the setbacks uh, that our kids face uh, on a regular basis uh, as they live out their adolescence in this complex world in which they find themselves. And those stresses, like I said, are very, very real. We can't underestimate the significance that those stresses have in the lives of our kids. Let's just recognize a few of the places that those stressors come from, uh, just to remind us a little bit. Maybe we need to go back uh, to our own adolescence a little bit and be reminded uh, that there are plenty of circumstantial stresses. Uh, just uh, the weather, uh, our financial situation, uh, things that are going on in our homes, just the circumstances in which we find ourselves living uh, can be stressful for kids. Uh, of course, there are the many developmental uh, stresses that um, all of our kids who are going through puberty and growing up and dealing with everything that's happening physiologically, biologically, hormonally uh, in their bodies creates a ton of stress for kids. And we can't underestimate the role that that has. It's easy for us to forget as adults, uh, but put yourself back in your 14-year-old body uh, and remember how confusing and stressful some of that stuff was. 
Uh, then, of course, uh, for teenagers uh, and young, uh, young adults, the relational and social stresses are enormous. And of course, uh, social media hasn't done anything to reduce that stress. In fact, it feels as though it's brought it up to a whole new fever pitch uh, for kids as they try to sort out their place in their peer group. Uh, and then, of course, there are just the cultural realities of stress that even we as adults are living with, the political, financial, ecological uh, issues that we're facing uh, as a world, as a country, uh, as a culture. Uh, those are issues that our kids are stressed by as well. And we simply need to recognize that for many of them, it feels like they uh, are caught in the crossfire of these multiple stresses. In fact, uh, if you look at this list a little more closely, you can see how when two or three of them conspire together, it makes it even more complicated for our kids. So stress is coming from everywhere. Now, what form uh, do those stresses take? I think sometimes we assume uh, that stress is just this kind of uh, generic attack that's going on, but actually stress comes in a variety of forms. You may not have thought about it in this way before, but I think it'll be very helpful, especially when we get to the end of our time together and we talk about the so what, now what, let's recognize that stress actually takes a number of different forms. First of all, uh, we have stresses that are foreseeable and avoidable. So these are stresses that, if you would, for lack of a better word, are optional. These are things that in life for a teenager uh, can be stressful and we can avoid the stresses if we avoid the situation. So for example, uh, you know, trying out for a part in the school play or trying out for a team or uh, asking someone on a date uh, or reaching out to someone that you've never met before and introducing yourself uh, and, uh, and just being a friend. Uh, you know, those are foreseeable, but they're avoidable by simply opting out. Uh, and so a lot of kids will avoid stress by simply creating a safe little cocoon, never extending, never kind of getting out of their comfort zone, uh, and in the process of doing so, reduce stress, but also, as we'll see in a few minutes, reducing opportunities for growth that would come with taking some of those risks and putting themselves uh, in some healthy, stressful situations that would help them grow in some ways. So we have foreseeable and avoidable stresses, the ones you can opt in and out of. Secondly, uh, we have stresses that are foreseeable and unavoidable. You know, part of growing up uh, is becoming adult, moving away from home, picking a university, picking a program. Uh, it, it could be, uh, you know, getting your driver's license. It could be final exams. Uh, these stressors are foreseeable. We know they're coming and they're unavoidable. I mean, theoretically, I suppose you could just check out, but uh, these are stressors that kind of come with your age, with your place in life, uh, and uh, they are foreseeable, but unavoidable. Uh, if you were to think even a little more tragically, uh, you know, something like uh, a parent or a loved one who has a diagnosis of a terminal disease and they're going to die, or parents whose divorce seems inevitable. It's foreseeable, it seems unavoidable, certainly there's nothing the, the kid can do about it. Uh, and so these stresses kind of feel like, one kid described it as feeling like they're tied to a railroad track and the train is just steaming toward them and there's nothing they can do to escape uh, this stress. Obviously, uh, that's gonna create uh, some pretty heavy emotion. 
uh, for a lot of kids. But the, uh, the third category uh, of stress, these are the stresses that blindside kids. Let's call them unforeseeable and unavoidable because these stresses just show up with no warning. A friend that was killed in a car accident, uh, a parental divorce that kids didn't see coming, uh, losing a loved one in some way. Uh, just those blindsided stresses uh, that come out of nowhere uh, and seem to have the potential to knock a kid right off their foundation uh, if those kids aren't prepared for them. So the unforeseeable, unavoidable stresses are the blindside stresses that you suddenly have to deal with. And of course, as you can imagine, uh, we need to prepare our kids for those or they will knock them right off their, uh, off their foundation. So what we wanna do, uh, taking what we know now about stress, the places it comes from, the forms it takes, we wanna understand, is there a relationship between stress, anxiety, and then what you saw in the title of this workshop, the issue of resilience. Can we think about those concepts in a way that can really help us prepare our kids for whatever it is that life throws their way. So let's just get some definitions out of the way. We've talked about stress as being those hardships, those setbacks, uh, those struggles, those critiques that are there. Uh, let's just say that stress uh, is a given. Um, adolescents will not make it through life without some stresses. It's inevitable that in this world, they will face uh, some stresses, but we need to recognize uh, that stress is not necessarily the enemy. And the reason I raise that with you today uh, is because a lot of parents have come to the conclusion that the way we can reduce the anxiety in the lives of our kids is by eliminating as much stress as we possibly can. If we can get rid of the stress, then maybe we can reduce the anxiety. I know it seems completely counterintuitive, but nothing could be further from the truth. So let's just recognize that stress is a given, it's going to be there, and how we teach kids to handle it is really the secret for healthy adulting. Let's talk for a second about anxiety then. Now, I want you to understand, anxiety is not first and foremost a way of feeling, it is first and foremost a way of thinking. It's a, it's a way of thinking about the future, which of course expresses itself in all sorts of physiological and emotional symptomology. And so the subjective experience of anxiety is, you know, the, the, the tight gut, uh, the inability to sleep, uh, the uh, inability to concentrate, uh, the, the deep emotions of fear that are there. But if we deal with anxiety simply as a set of physical or emotional symptoms, then all we're going to do is try to manage those symptoms instead of understanding that we need to teach our kids to think differently about the stresses in their lives. And if we can do that, then perhaps uh, we'll be able to help them manage that anxiety uh, in, in a little more uh, healthy kind of way. Now, let's just recognize that not all anxiety uh, is bad for us. Um, when, uh, when we feel anxiety about a test that's coming up and it motivates us uh, to do a little extra studying, that's a good thing. 
Uh, if we feel anxiety about walking down a dark alley late at night uh, and we choose instead to walk where the streetlights are, that's not a bad thing. So uh, to, to develop a, a healthy relationship uh, with anxiety is really what we're dealing with here. And the way, the secret uh, to, uh, to really uh, putting anxiety in, a, in an appropriate place in our lives is to develop a character trait that sadly seems to be missing uh, from this generation that we find ourselves dealing with today. And that is uh, the character trait of resilience. Now, let me just define what I mean by this. Resilience is actually the cultivated character that we develop, so it's it's a, a cultivated characteristic uh, that uh, uh, that we develop. It's the capacity to bounce back from hardship or pain or struggle or loss, uh, even critique, uh, and we bounce back without it doing any permanent emotional damage or any deep soul damage uh, to us. Uh, and uh, and we need to recognize that resilience doesn't come naturally. Uh, it's something that needs to be cultivated or developed or learned or practiced, uh, whatever concept is easiest for you to get a hold of. But we, as parents, have the opportunity to help our kids develop this core competency, this core characteristic of resilience to equip them to deal with the stresses that come their way uh, throughout their lives. So let's just talk a little bit about how all of this plays together. Like we said, stress is an inevitability and try as we might to deflect it or absorb it or keep our kids from stress. The fact is that uh, we can't control every aspect of their lives and chances are uh, they're gonna continue to experience stress in their world and of course that stress can quite easily lead them to anxiety? Or is it possible? Is it worth talking about the fact that perhaps those stresses could be a means to resilience? So what determines which of those paths our kids will take from stress? Will they end up feeling an overwhelming sense of anxiety? Or will they be able to use that stress as a way of actually developing that character trait of resilience. And here's my observation after talking to hundreds of kids who are struggling with anxiety, here's what I've found. That when in fact I deal with my stress as a helpless, pathetic, weak, uh, incapable human being, when I experience life as a victim, life happens to me, then stress will be terrifying. And my only response will be to be terrified of the future. If I approach life as a victim, I will inevitably end up at a place of anxiety. So what's the alternative? What if I can develop a sense of courage, of competence, of capability? What if I can begin to recognize that I'm a chooser in this world and that I can choose how I respond to life circumstances. And when I approach this as a chooser, then I find myself on the way to actually developing some healthy resilience. So just a reminder, stress is not the enemy. We need to recognize that a lot of stress can be used as a way of developing those adult character traits that are gonna sustain our kids uh, into, uh, into a healthy uh, and, uh, and productive adulthood. And of course, that's our goal 
Uh, in fact, it's our responsibility uh, as parents to help them get there. So, of course, that raises uh, the million-dollar question. How uh, do we actually help our kids uh, become uh, those courageous, competent, capable people uh, who are going to be able to use the stresses of life in a way that will lead them uh, to healthy resilience, which then will become the way uh, they deal with the struggles of life going forward. And I'd be happy to tell you that what we need to do is intentionally and appropriately leverage the stresses that they find themselves in in their lives to use those stressful situations as a laboratory in which we can actually teach them how to grow in their resilience. Now, this brings us back to the three forms of stress that we talked about earlier. Let's get really practical right now. So you remember the foreseeable and avoidable stressors. These are the ones kids can opt in or out of. So what do we do to help kids use these kinds of stressors as a way of developing courage and confidence? Uh, and uh, what I wanna suggest is that we facilitate opportunities for them to stretch out of their comfort zone. So even within our families, in our conversations, in our activities as a family, we are constantly looking for ways that we can stretch our kids out of that safe place in which they'd rather cocoon and say, here's an opportunity for you to stretch into a new area, to try something different. Here's a challenge for you as you go to school today. So we facilitate opportunities. And of course, we encourage appropriate levels of risk. Hey, when you go to school today, why don't you introduce yourself to two or three people that you've never met before? And when you come home tonight, we'll talk about how that went. Why don't you try out for the team? Why don't you audition for the play? Um, you know, let's get you ready and let's give you the best shot at it uh, and uh, and give it a try. Let's. What's the worst that could happen? And then, of course, in some cases, the worst happens. Sometimes there's fails. And what we do is as we facilitated those opportunities, we celebrate the wins and we process the losses and we learn from the experience. All right. This is the most fundamental way we start teaching our kids resilience, and this can happen at a very, very young age, all right? What about the foreseeable and unavoidable? This is the stuff that's coming down the tracks. I can't get out of the way. It's going to happen. There will be final exams. There will be my driver's test. There will be finishing high school and graduating and have to figure out, figure out what I'm going to do next. It's inevitable. It's unavoidable, uh, and I can see it coming. Obviously, as I'm sure you can imagine, preparation is the key in this case. We know what's going to happen. We know what's going to be required. And so together with our kids, we actively and intentionally prepare them for those unavoidable stresses that are part of being an adult, part of growing up. So preparation, this means lots of conversations. This means role playing. This means talking through case studies with them. Uh, this, is, this is just a matter of getting them ready. And then of course, um, teaching uh, and, uh, and affirming uh, character traits. You know, there's lots of character traits that contribute to all of this. 
uh, when we see them being courageous, when we see them being bold, when we see them um, you know, being willing to stretch out of their comfort zone, we wanna really, really encourage all of that because then they recognize that character is what makes the difference in my preparation for these unavoidable uh, stresses that are going to come my way uh, and then, of course, again, there are going to be wins and losses, which we're going to need to celebrate uh, and process. Uh, and, uh, and so we've prepared them. Uh, and then we debrief uh, after things are done. We talk about how did that go? Now, here's where uh, we're dealing with the hard stuff. Here are the unforeseeable and unavoidable stresses, the ones that blindside us the ones that we didn't see coming, uh, the ones that seem to hit us like a tsunami, uh, and very often they cause us to stagger and sometimes they cause us uh, to fall right down. Uh, and, uh, and let's just again recognize uh, that this is an inevitable part of life, but here's what we need to understand, folks. It's in those two previous categories of stress, the foreseeable and avoidable, which requires us to take some risks and grow, the foreseeable and unavoidable, which we prepare for and then experience and then debrief, those are the things that then equip us to have the courage to confront these unforeseeable and unavoidable stresses. You see, if a young adult faces one of these terrible tragedies in their lives and they've never learned what it means to be courageous, they've never learned what it means to draw on those internal resources, those character traits that have been developed, it will crush them. This is where we see the implosions. This is where we see the meltdowns. This is where we see kids paralyzed and unable to go on because the preparation work hasn't been done. But if the preparation work has been done, as we've talked about on the previous few slides. Now, in the midst of these tragic, horrible, painful situations that kids find themselves in, now we can provide them with the gift of our presence. We can be there with them in the midst of those hardships. We can offer them the comfort that they need. We can offer them a perspective. Even just being there sometimes is all they need from us at that point because they've already developed some of the character traits and skills that are necessary to deal with life's hardships. Of course, what we wanna do is encourage emotional honesty in the midst of these horrible and difficult circumstances when they come. Uh, the temptation to deny uh, or pretend that everything's okay uh, is very often one of the ways that kids try to cope with this, but obviously that's not a helpful strategy. And so encouraging emotional honesty is a crucial part of helping kids move forward. And then in that emotional honesty, uh, actually helping them decide what's an appropriate way to express the pain, the anger, the frustration. If we can give them some tools that will help them know how to appropriately express these honest emotions that are there, we'll be giving them very, very significant tools. And then as that circumstance, as that situation, uh, as, as that tragedy unfolds, we're always using it as a way of learning life's lessons. What are the takeaways here? Uh, what have we learned from this? Because this will then equip me for the next round of difficulties when that comes. So these three forms of stress work together as a way of doing early training through foreseeable, avoidable, opt in, try it, 
Stress yourself a little bit and see how that develops character in you. And then for those unavoidable stresses, let's prepare. And in preparing for those unavoidable stresses, you're actually inadvertently preparing them for these unforeseeable, unavoidable stresses. Yeah, I know it takes a lot of intentionality. Uh, and, uh, and yet... Uh, the dividends are so significant. So let me just wrap up uh, with uh, a couple of uh, really, really uh, practical principles here. Some uh, some things uh, that uh, that you can use as practices uh, for making this work. We're going to go through these very, very quickly. First of all, protect and invest in the relationship. Uh, you can probably file this under D for duh. But oh my goodness, I talk to kids every day and I hear about the relationships that they have with the people who supposedly love them and are walking with them. Uh, and those relationships often aren't as strong as we as parents think they are. When the relationship is gone, our voice is gone. Let's make sure that we keep those relationships strong. The two key ways to build relationships with teenagers, they both start with T so they'll be easy for you to remember, time and talk. How do you spell love to a teenager? T-I-M-E. Uh, give them your time. Talk about things. Be available. Time and talk. Build relationships. Uh, and uh, you'll have the opportunity to do a lot of work in this area of developing resilience. Um, secondly, um, build appropriately stressful elements into your family's life rhythms, into your kids' lives. Um, you know, don't make life too easy for them. Uh, put a little bit of stress there. Um, raise the expectations. Raise the bar. Uh, because if the bar stays low, uh, they'll never experience anything that will cause them to grow or learn. You can't teach kids responsibility unless they begin to experience consequences. So build some stress into their lives uh, and then use that as a way of growing resilience. What a gift that is to them. Of course, it goes without saying that as the adults in the lives of our kids, we must model resilience uh, in those times of uh, personal stress, personal hardship that we find ourselves facing. So when you find yourself in a place of hardship, and as parents, uh, we do. Uh, it comes with life. We know that. What are we modeling for our kids in terms of the way we're trusting God through these things in the way uh, that, uh, that we're putting them into an appropriate perspective, in the way we're communicating about them, in the way we're allowing them to impact us emotionally. Uh, let's make sure that we are modeling resilience uh, in times of personal hardship that we find uh, ourselves dealing with. Uh, and then, of course, um, challenge your adolescents uh, to avoid the temptation uh, to assume a victim mentality. It, it almost seems like there's a cultural affirmation uh, of everyone just assuming that they're victims today. If I can position myself as a victim, then I don't have to be responsible for any outcomes. Don't let your kids turn into insufferable victims. It will lead them to greater and greater anxiety and we're not doing them any favors. As you interact with your kids, make sure that you are affirming character traits instead of performance and achievement. When we affirm the character traits that we see being developed, we are giving them the reminder that this is actually what matters. We don't measure your lovability by how many goals you score, or, uh, you know, what grades you got in school. Um, there are character traits that will lead to good outcomes there. 
but it's the character traits that we are constantly affirming rather than the performance or achievement, which actually only puts kids under greater stress or anxiety. I trust that those have been some helpful things as you think about anxiety and the kids that we're raising these days. Remember, it's inevitable. It's all around them. It comes, um, you know, foreseeable and avoidable. We can opt in or out. It comes foreseeable and unavoidable, like our, you know, train coming down the tracks. And then there are those blind sides, which can cripple kids who haven't been taught the character traits of courage and competence uh, and, uh, and when we build that into our kids, that's what gives them their taste of resilience, which then becomes one of the key character traits that they're going to need as they move into adulthood. Wow, I wish we had more time to talk about this, but our time is done. So let me just say thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. Uh, now, go enjoy uh, those cute little replicas uh, of yourselves. <laughs> Thanks for your time. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you're feeling encouraged and that you have some new tools to try out in your own parenting. Before you go, we want to remind you that our team is here for you to respond to your parenting questions and especially to pray for you. So please email your questions and any prayer requests you might have to questions at familylifecanada.com. We really do want to help.